From the inky vastness of space, the first indication of trouble was the ship's descent trajectory. The spaceship, a testament to human engineering, with sleek curves and powerful engines, shimmered under the distant sun. Its normally serene glide had now turned into a frenzied spiral, engines struggling to maintain balance. The foreign planet below loomed closer, its intimidating landscape filling the viewport. Rugged mountains, vast oceans, and treacherous ravines seemed to reach out, ready to consume the falling behemoth. Alarms, sounded within the ship, bright red lights pulsating in a frantic rhythm, signaling imminent danger. Vivid arcs of electricity surged across the ship's exterior as its shields tried valiantly to ward off the planet's increasing gravitational pull. The atmosphere proved hostile, each layer the ship penetrated unleashed a torrent of dust and debris, turning the serene expanse of space into a chaotic storm. The sky changed from the pitch black of space to a fiery red, the result of atmospheric friction against the ship's outer hull. Every inch of the ship's majestic form bore the brunt of its uncontrolled descent. Gargantuan flames erupted, enveloping its structure. The once smooth and polished metal now sizzled and bubbled under the intense heat. Sparks flew, and smoky trails followed in its path, leaving a lasting mark on the alien sky. Inside, the inertial dampeners worked in overdrive, trying to stabilize and protect the precious cargo and crew. The sounds of groaning metal and hissing steam echoed through the corridors. Equipment not bolted down slid uncontrollably, and screens flickered with interference. But it wasn't just the ship that suffered. The planet too bore the scars of this unexpected visitor. As the ship made contact, it tore through forests, leaving a deep trench in its wake, and the once calm waters of an alien lake turned turbulent as waves surged and crashed. It was a dance of destruction and chaos, a fierce battle between man-made marvel and nature's wrath. The outcome was uncertain, but the descent had firmly etched itself into the annals of space exploration as a harrowing descent into the unknown. The immediate aftermath of the crash was deafening silence. The alarms that had wailed incessantly moments before now lay dormant. The ship's once pulsating core, indicative of its vigor, now emitted a faint, irregular hum. External sensors, though somewhat functional, showcased a scene of devastation, twisted metal, shattered solar panels, and scorched engine ports. Inside, a red emergency light cast a haunting glow on the disheveled corridors. Panels hung precariously from ceilings, sparking intermittently. The life support system gushed cold air, trying to counteract the stifling heat caused by the crash. Despite the bedlam, the crew's training took precedence. Dressed in protective suits, teams mobilized swiftly. Medics, with their kits, made their way to the common areas, transforming them into makeshift infirmaries. There, the wounded were treated with precision and urgency, sprains were bandaged, burns were cooled, and sedatives administered to those in shock. Engineers and technicians, armed with toolkits, mapped out the most critical areas of damage. Their primary objective was the ship's communication systems. Without it, 
they were simply castaways in the vast cosmic ocean. Wires were reconnected, transmitters recalibrated, and antennas realigned. As they worked, the weight of their isolation pressed heavily upon them. Their only hope was to pierce the great expanse with a beacon, calling out to anyone, anything, that could come to their aid. Outside, the landscape was equally treacherous. Skimming drones were deployed, collecting resources and samples that could assist in repairs. Their swift movements created whirlwinds in the alien sand, revealing buried parts of the ship that had been submerged during the crash. Retrieving these parts became an integral task, often involving pulleys and coordinated efforts to extract them from the grasp of the unfamiliar terrain. Time was their greatest enemy. Every passing second without an emergency signal meant dwindling chances of rescue. The fusion of grit, determination, and ingenuity was palpable as the crew fought against the odds. Each repaired conduit, each re-energized console, was a step closer to salvation. The ship, though battered, began to stir and rumble, echoing the indomitable spirit of its inhabitants. The alien sun, brighter and sharper than their home star, illuminated a sprawling horizon. As the crew stepped out, their boots imprinted onto the gritty surface, a testament to their resolve and curiosity. The planet's gravity was subtly different, adding an uncanny bounce to each step. They moved in teams, each equipped with scanners and survival gear. The barren landscape was misleading, its undulating sand dunes and jagged rock formations hid secrets waiting to be uncovered. And as they marched forward, their instruments started to pick up anomalies, magnetic pulses, temperature fluctuations, and unexplained energy signatures. Rounding a gargantuan rock formation, the landscape suddenly opened up to a breathtaking sight. Spread out before them were ruins, but not just any ruins. These were vast, intricately designed, and impossibly grand. It was as if the very planet had birthed these structures from its core. Skyscraper-tall obelisks with shimmering glyphs, wide promenades lined with statues of alien beings, and complex aqueduct systems, spoke of a civilization that had once thrived here. In the heart of the city stood a massive cigarette, its peak reaching out to the heavens, possibly an ancient observatory or a temple. But what was truly mesmerizing was the amalgamation of organic and synthetic design. Buildings appeared to be grown rather than built, with intertwining vines made of metal and crystal. Streets lit up as they approached, sensing their presence, and long dormant fountains sprang to life, spewing iridescent liquid. The crew, trained observers, began documenting everything. Holographic projectors captured the awe-inspiring architecture, while multi-spectrum analyzers deciphered the composition of alien materials. They found artifacts, handheld devices, worn-out textiles with unfamiliar symbols, and crystalline storage units. However, amidst the technological marvels, the city echoed a haunting silence. There were no signs of its inhabitants, no skeletal remains, no hints of struggle or warfare. It was as if the city's populace had vanished into thin air or had chosen to leave, abandoning their grand home. As the crew delved deeper into the heart of the ruins, a collective realization dawned. 
This civilization, in its zenith, had achieved feats beyond their wildest imaginations. The challenge now was to uncover their stories, their learnings, and possibly, the reason behind their mysterious disappearance. The deeper recesses of the city unveiled subterranean chambers, accessed via elaborate gates adorned with complex geometric patterns. These gates, seemingly impenetrable, responded to the crew's touch, revealing entryways into the heart of the ancient metropolis. Inside, the ambience changed. The air was cooler, filled with a soft hum, a vibrational frequency that tingled on the skin. Luminescent lines ran along the walls, guiding the crew through dimly lit tunnels. And as they descended further, they were met with vast cavernous halls, housing rows upon rows of ancient machinery. At first glance, the machines appeared dormant, but a closer look revealed faint lights pulsating rhythmically. Touch-activated consoles brought forth three-dimensional maps of unknown galaxies, constellations, and intricate pathways between star systems. These weren't just maps, but detailed records of interstellar travels, charting courses across the very fabric of spacetime. Adjacent to the mapping stations were pods, looking much like sleek capsules. Their insides bore an uncanny resemblance to propulsion systems, but with unfamiliar components. A quick analysis suggested these devices were designed to harness energy from the very vacuum of space, a concept theorized but never realized by the crew's own civilization. In another chamber, they found a vast library of crystalline structures, each pulsating with multicolored lights. When interfaced with their equipment, these crystals revealed data, historical records, scientific discoveries, and even art and music from the lost civilization. The spectrum of knowledge stored was astounding, from manipulating gravitational fields to harnessing the power of black holes. Among the myriad of technological wonders, one discovery stood out. A large, spherical chamber in the heart of the complex, with a levitating orb at its center. When approached, the orb projected a holographic simulation of the universe, pinpointing specific locations where similar technological hubs existed. This wasn't just a single city, it was a nexus in a vast interstellar network. The crew was overwhelmed. The technological prowess of this ancient civilization was leagues ahead. These relics, if understood and integrated, could not only repair their ship, but potentially revolutionize space travel. The ruins, once a testament to a lost epoch, now promised a brighter future for the stranded explorers. The hope of rescue, coupled with the dream of unparalleled exploration, surged within them, igniting a fervor to delve deeper into the secrets the city held. The vast underground chambers, though filled with wonder, also held pockets of shadowed alcoves. It was within one such alcove that a crew member stumbled upon an ancient console, different from the others. Its design was crude, almost makeshift. Upon activation, the device projected a series of images and schematics, causing the air in the room to grow palpably colder. The first image displayed a spaceship, and a gasp echoed among the crew. It was eerily reminiscent of their own vessel, the same design lines, the identical thrusters, and even the emblem that represented their space federation. However, 
The ship was battered, showing signs of severe distress, not unlike their recent catastrophe. The images progressed, showcasing the ship's descent, crash, and the subsequent efforts of its crew. Scenes of them extracting resources, interfacing with the ancient technology, and even moments of camaraderie were displayed. These beings, though slightly different in appearance, bore the unmistakable touch of humanity, their gestures, their urgency, and their resolve. As the crew watched in stunned silence, the record continued, chronicling the ship's repairs and their discovery of the city's technological marvels. But what followed was unexpected, rather than a tale of triumphant departure, the record displayed their prolonged stay, attempts at further communication, and an increasing sense of isolation. Time markers on the console indicated that these events unfolded over millennia. But the true shock came with the conclusion. The last image displayed a group from the ancient crew, standing together, holding a device strikingly similar to the console they were currently viewing. They seemed to be recording their own history, their own eerie discovery of an even older crash, and a ship eerily similar to theirs. A chilling realization dawned on the crew. This cycle, this loop of ships crashing and crews discovering their predecessors, had been repeating for eons. The lines between past, present, and future blurred, presenting a conundrum that defied understanding. Were they the latest in this chain of events, or were they, too, just a memory awaiting discovery by the next unfortunate explorers? The weight of the revelation set the crew's nerves on edge. The sprawling underground chambers, once filled with wonder and promise, now seemed more like a trap, a haunting maze from which escape seemed elusive. The need to leave became visceral, almost frantic. Returning to their ship with newfound urgency, engineers and technicians worked with a fervor. The newly acquired knowledge was a double-edged sword, it offered advanced, technological prowess but also served as a reminder of the inexplicable loop they seemed ensnared within. The ship's core, previously damaged, was reinforced with the alien metals, making it more resilient than ever. The engines, once relying on conventional fuel, were now retrofitted to tap into the vacuum energy, ensuring a near-infinite power source. Advanced navigation systems, derived from the celestial maps found below, were integrated, allowing for more accurate and faster interstellar jumps. Crew members who weren't directly involved in the repairs took on the roles of gatherers and scouts. They sourced essential materials, from the ruins and the surrounding landscape, ensuring the repair teams had everything they needed. Sleep became a luxury few indulged in. Powered by stimulants and sheer willpower, they soldered, recalibrated, and modified their ship, transforming it from a mere exploration vessel into a cutting-edge spacecraft, embodying the best of two civilizations. The once methodical documentation of findings took a backseat. Instead, every effort was directed towards understanding the critical systems that would aid their departure. The possibility of being trapped in an eternal cycle loomed large, and every piece of tech integrated, every bolt tightened, felt like a small victory against an unseen clock. In what seemed like no time, under the dual suns of the alien world, the once crippled behemoth began to show signs of life. 
Its newly fitted engines glowed with a pulsating rhythm, and its hull, now reinforced and gleaming, reflected the determination of its crew. The urgency was palpable, and with each passing moment, they edged closer to taking to the stars once again. But the shadow of the eerie discovery lingered, urging them to move faster, to break free from the potential cycle that threatened to ensnare them. The very ground trembled as the colossal engines powered up, unleashing a force that shook the surrounding terrain. The thrusters, now augmented with the ancient technology, emitted a radiant blue glow, illuminating the immediate vicinity with an ethereal light. The ship's exterior rippled with energy shields, activated for the first time since the crash, shimmering and casting prismatic reflections. As the engines intensified, a cyclonic, gust of wind uprooted the sands, creating swirling vortices around the launch site. Then, with a mighty surge of power, the ship began its ascent. Slowly at first, as if shrugging off the weight of the planet and the gravity of their discovery, but then with increasing velocity, it soared into the alien skies. The ground below rapidly receded, the vast ruins that once promised hope and then instilled fear becoming nothing more than intricate patterns on the planet's surface. The atmosphere posed little resistance to their newly fortified hull. Layers of clouds, tinted with hues of purple and gold, were pierced effortlessly, and within moments, the vast expanse of space beckoned. Stars, previously seen from the planet's surface, now glittered all around, their brightness undiminished by any atmospheric veil. The crew, exhausted but filled with a renewed sense of purpose, monitored their ship's systems. Everything functioned optimally, the integration of the ancient technology proving to be a masterstroke. As the planet, with its haunting secrets, dwindled in the rearview monitors, a collective sigh of relief echoed through the ship's corridors. However, amidst the triumphant ascent, a crew member manning the sensors detected an anomaly. Another object, not too far from their trajectory. As the ship adjusted its course for a closer look, the crew braced themselves, hoping to leave the planet's mysteries behind but fearing they might be diving into yet another enigma. The vastness of space, usually a serene black canvas punctuated by distant stars, now held a macabre tableau. The second ship, lying broken and defeated on the far side of the planet, was a mirror image of their own, its design, the scars of impact, even the smoke rising from its remains, all eerily paralleled their recent catastrophe. The sensors on their ship beeped incessantly, confirming the worst, the vessel was identical down to the very unique identification codes. The spectre of the looping cycle, once a haunting thought buried deep in the back of their minds, was now horrifyingly tangible. From their vantage point, they could see distress flares being launched from the new crash site, painting the sky in desperate shades of red and orange. It was a silent cry for help, one they themselves had given not long ago. The crew's initial reaction was disbelief, followed quickly by a profound unease. They watched as tiny figures emerged from the wreckage, their movements reflecting the same urgency and determination they had felt. Even without direct contact, there was an unspoken connection, a tether of shared experience. For a moment, the idea of reaching out, of extending a hand to this new crew, crossed their minds. 
But an insidious doubt crept in. What if interaction with this other ship was the very catalyst for the cycle? What if reaching out was the trap that would ensnare them in the loop forever? With heavy hearts, they made the agonizing decision to steer clear of the crash site. The advanced propulsion system kicked in, propelling them at speeds previously thought impossible. The distant planet, with its twin shipwrecks and enigmatic ruins, became a shrinking sphere in the vast cosmic ocean. As they raced away, the implications of their discovery weighed on them. Were they fleeing from a future that was destined to catch up with them, or had they just witnessed their own past? The universe, in all its vastness, suddenly felt like a much smaller, more claustrophobic place. The vast corridors of the ship, usually bustling with activity, fell into a contemplative silence. The digital readouts on the consoles, the rhythmic hum of the engines, and the distant shimmer of the stars felt both real and illusory. As they hurtled through space, a pattern, chilling in its simplicity, began to emerge. Every piece of evidence, every observation pointed to one terrifying conclusion, they were trapped within a temporal loop, a cosmic snare that saw them crash, recover, and ascend, only to crash once more, endlessly. It wasn't a series of ships identical to theirs over eons, but rather their very own ship and crew, experiencing the same events over and over. The records in the ruins, the freshly crashed ship they'd just seen, all fragments of their repeated journeys. The ship's mainframe, bolstered by the alien technology, began running intricate simulations, attempting to decipher the loop's origins and nature. Was this planet a nexus point, a cosmic glitch? Was the mysterious ancient technology not a boon but a catalyst, binding them to this cycle? As they delved into the data, they made another staggering discovery. Each loop appeared to be a fraction shorter than the previous. The repeating cycle was contracting, like a noose tightening with each iteration. This revelation brought with it both dread and hope. On one hand, the diminishing cycles meant the trap was becoming more potent, drawing them in faster each time. But on the other hand, it also indicated that there might be an end, a point where the loop collapses entirely. With this newfound knowledge, their mission shifted. Escape was no longer about simply leaving the planet's orbit, but about breaking free from the cosmic bind that ensnared them. Every member of the crew was now united in purpose, racing not just against time, but against the very fabric of reality itself. Deep within the ship's analytical core, as multiple algorithms worked tirelessly to unravel the mysteries of their predicament, a series of unusual energy readings began to emerge. These weren't mere environmental fluctuations but intricate patterns resembling neural networks, akin to brainwaves on an unimaginably vast scale. The energy seemed to emanate from the planet itself, and it pulsed with a rhythm that was eerily familiar. Comparing it with the ship's energy output during the crash, repair, and takeoff sequences, a grim picture began to take shape. The planet wasn't just a lump of rock floating in space, it was alive, conscious in a way that defied human understanding. Its vast neural network spanned its entire surface and perhaps even its core, granting it a form of sentience. But more than that, it was a predator of a cosmic kind. 
The energy surges from the ship, especially during moments of intense activity, the crash, the frantic repairs, the emotional highs and lows of the crew, all acted as sustenance for this entity. The temporal loop was a carefully constructed trap, a feeding cycle ensuring the planet received a continuous flow of emotional and physical energy. With each iteration of their crash and repair, the crew's emotions of fear, hope, desperation, and triumph were harvested, their very life force, siphoned off in service to this gargantuan being. It was a symbiotic relationship, where only one party benefited. The planet had become a master of its craft, perfecting its snare over countless eons, drawing in unsuspecting spacefarers and ensnaring them in this perpetual dance of despair. But now, with this knowledge, the tables had turned. The crew was no longer blindly reacting, they were aware. And with awareness came power. The ship's systems, integrated with the ancient technology and fueled by the crew's newfound determination, began to channel its energy differently. Instead of chaotic outbursts, the energy was focused, streamlined into a form the planet had never encountered before, a united resistance. The crew's emotions, once easily harvested, now became a weapon, their collective will, forming a shield against the predatory advances of the entity below. As the ship sped away from the entity, its once formidable grip weakening, the crew faced the vastness of space not as victims but as survivors. The celestial predator had met its match. And while the universe held many more mysteries and threats, the crew had learned a valuable lesson, knowledge was power, and unity was their greatest strength.